I appreciate, too, the person who smuggled in a tomato into the courthouse. <laughs> I was like, man, you're, you're inside a courthouse, and you brought a tomato for this. Welcome back, everybody, to Repeatable, the podcast where we delve into something we've watched or seen in the past, some old kind of media, like books, movies, TV shows, whatever, and just see, hey, is this worth coming back to? Um, so, uh, my question to the listener is, was this episode, this show, sorry, worth coming back to? I don't know. Hopefully you enjoyed the first one last week. We know we did, right, Matt? I really enjoyed the first one last week. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, it's hit big time. It's, it's blown up the internet. Uh, my wife likes to say, <laughs> no, she hates that phrase. Uh, I'm Seth Wilkes and I'm joined by Matt LeBlanc. Hey, Maddie. Hey, how's it going? How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. How's your week been? Oh, it's been pretty busy, but I've been able to watch some X-Men to break up the time. Good. That's that's helpful for the show. I, I thank you for staying on brand. Uh, my week's been good. Nothing going on. Kids, you know how it is. I guess we'll start off with a recap. So... Uh, we are watch. We have watched episode three, right? Yes, episode three. Enter Magneto. Uh, so we finally have our big baddie, and uh, I'm going to try and do this TV guide style. So off the top of my head, do you remember TV guides? I do remember TV guides. It was uh, a thing I used to peek at and then not really understand and ask my parents what it meant. Okay, I I think I might have been a little bit more fluent with the TV guide, but I am wondering how how long is it going to take for us? To, like, what age are we starting to lose people in terms of like what a TV guide is and a TV antenna and and all that stuff? Well, I remember. Um, see, mostly my thing was that it used to be a channel on TV you could watch, and it would rotate through the channels and tell you what was playing. But you had to so if it was like channel three, you would turn it on and be like channel six. You had to wait for it to scroll through to get back to three and i you know i think that this is really what the people want i, I don't think that they really care about the x-men they like our <laughs> I <laughs> banter so. of the golden days yes. of, of my of the, of the tv scrolling so i um I'll, I'll just keep talking about that uh and we won't actually dive into the x-men no i think we should but anyway this episode okay uh... okay <laughs> <laughs> so the first two episodes I think struck like a humanity sucks and everybody's against mutants theme. Uh, so this episode starts off, it's definitely uh, flipping uh, that on his head and it's uh, getting into, starting to get into mutants and their menace and how humanity is protecting. So it starts off with Magneto, uh, M enter Magneto as the title suggests. Professor Xavier's longtime rival comes back and uh, haphazardly wreaks havoc with seemingly no plan whatsoever, and the mutants must uh, use their uh, witticisms and power to defeat him and save the day. Uh, that's the best I can do it a TV guy style uh, recap. Um, hopefully everybody's watched it. Uh, I, I think it's fine keeping them keeping them short. Uh, so we got Magneto back, and he's uh, beating down the doors in a jail, going after Beast for some reason. I I have not I'm not really sure why Beast is so important. You? 
Have I lost you, Matt? Oh no, we've lost Matt. <laughs> okay. I will wait for him to come back. Do 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 do. Oh, hello? I can see him struggling to come back. <sighs> this is why I don't do a solo podcast. And he's gone. Matt has gone away. Let's see if Matt pops back up. Do, 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 do. Hello? Hey! Hey! What happened? Uh, you you were talking, and uh, all I heard was you being like, And so, Xavier goes in a uh, <laughs> like, like, oh, crap. Uh, you were so silent. I, I, <laughs> I was wondering what's going on because I left things open. I left things open for you a couple of times, and you said just, just absolute silence on your end. And I was like, oh, man, I must really be butchering this recap. Or, and then the last thing I said was, uh, and Magneto burst into the jail uh, for to get Beast out. I wonder why Beast is so important. Silence. <laughs> I was like, what do you think, Matt? <laughs> Silence. Uh, oh, my. <laughs> Sweating like, bullets over here. It's like a stand-up comedian going yeah. on stage and just telling jokes and nothing coming out of it. Yeah, exactly. And then their microphone's not even plugged in, it turns out. Yes. Oh. This thing on? <laughs> anyway, so I've given the best... <laughs> recap anybody you cried i feel like this uh whole episode uh, uh i think the entrance of magneto very cool the whole thing seemed kind of haphazard though there were some really good moments in here and then uh some moments that weren't the greatest but i but i said i, I as much as i said we were talking beginning i, I liked the first episode like the first two combined i liked this one more though yeah, yeah, for sure. I I liked it. Um, you know what? I'll say my one of my initial thoughts was I'm always thinking about how things can be improved, though. Which uh, you've yeah, yeah. noticed it's a it's a it's a just what this what separates you and myself is uh, I, I'm, I I I don't know. I feel like it might be too critical. I don't know, but maybe it's uh, as I'll say it's because I'm a writer. So as a writer. I was like, how how would I improve this? I feel like they should have done a few more episodes where it was just us following how humanity's being cruel to mutants. Maybe a couple more. Uh, and then Magneto comes in a little bit later. And and then we see we see humanity and how we're being, you know, mean and and terrible to mutants. And then all of a sudden kind of you know we see well not all of a sudden then we see like thanos style magneto in the background and, ev and eventually he's just like that's it i'm stepping in or whatever and then we have the enter magneto episode where all of a sudden mutants are finally seen as a threat so uh we have that kind of more juxtaposition and then of course magneto would hopefully have a better plan right whereas this episode was, like you said, I en I enjoyed it, but it did seem kind of like, what was Magneto's end goal here? Well, yeah, he just went and uh, 
sort of destroyed a few things. Now, the only uh, argument I'd give to that is uh, as much as like uh, we're watching it now, um, like through adult eyes and like it's and as the story itself is being very serious, um, to try to get uh, kids attention for longer. I understand necessarily why they may want to get someone in there who is a little bit more flashy to be the uh, to be the antagonist. Maybe that's just more not what I think they should have done, but more me thinking about what I would have done. But uh, yeah, I agree. It's episode three is good to uh, like they could have just started off with Magneto and just taken all of the uh, the the air out of it. But they started with uh, I guess um, splicing up the introduction, so it you know it's it's enough to have two episodes just to introduce. The X-Men, which is like a big team. There's lots of characters. Um, and then introducing a villain in there also probably would have been a lot. So I think they were smart in doing kind of a, uh, a, like a, the, the Sentinels as the big bad, which is a, a little bit more, not throwaway, but it's, it's not the, uh, not Magni, not the big bad villain. And then they introduce him episode three so i think i think it was fine i'm 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 back on board uh so what's some of the stuff that stood out to you in this episode good or bad whatever go for it well one thing i did like i did like that uh um magneto seemed um although like he was a little bit extreme there's certain parts where he would be speaking and you'd kind of be like i I kind of see where you're coming from. You know, it was like, it was like, you don't just like, not the whole, like very like, like some of somebody does like exploding this and doing that. I mean, obviously that's not good, but some of his dialogue where he's uh, talking about um, the, the, just the, what's right and what's wrong. And uh, they're having like this sort of philosophical debate about stuff. Um, you can kind of see some of his points, which is, that's uh, pretty, uh weird for like a kid's animated villain usually it's just like this person's just evil and yeah <laughs> and you gotta think of this as a kid show and uh they're talking the x-men are trying to talk magneto into like not going and like shooting bombs up and he's like i'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees yeah right yeah. i was like oh that's good that's good there are definitely some big themes in this show. I think that's going to come up again and again. Like, uh, you know, essentially racism and and all that is it's it's definitely prevalent in the comics too. That's like an ongoing theme. That's one thing I was thinking about when you're writing an animation or a, a show. Uh, rather, it's it's nice to have source material that you can draw from so mm -hmm. i know later on they're going to be able to pull back pull out into the story a lot of things that bleed into the rest of the series and there are a lot of things that are very deep um and like and and dark and whatnot and just yeah that's the idea that magneto he's got Oftentimes, you know, people have been really bad to the mutants just in the first two episodes we've seen. Yes. We can kind of see a guy who's, like, fed up with it. We can kind of get on his side. Now, one thing um, that I will say, too, is that maybe I'm not the right person to talk about. This. Maybe that maybe this comment will be a little bit controversial. But I found a lot of uh, sort of parallels um, we watch this episode. I also watched the next episode as well, so I'm not going to go into um, too much spoiler there. But 
Um, when it comes to like the civil rights movement, the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, Malcolm X mm-hmm. versions of it, where they had both very similar goals, very different ways of approaching it. I- I'm seeing a lot of that reflected in here. Yeah, no, that was definitely Stanley's inspiration. Like these, he saw Xavier as Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm Magneto as Malcolm X. So he, that was definitely very perceptive of you, Matthew. Very, a plus. Oh, good. Yes, you get a gold <laughs> star. So, yeah, that was definitely his uh, inspiration for those characters. I'm not sure if, the, if we're talking about bad things too. Um, I'm not sure if Please it was do. with the. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was with the episode or if it was uh, maybe something with my streaming or something like that. But I noticed like sometimes when like Magneto would use his powers, it seemed like it got like really janky. Like I don't know, like I'm not sure if it was like the art style they were going for, but it just seemed really like stuttery, and I just wasn't uh, mm-hmm. a huge fan of that. Um, Xavier, when he was talking, um, his, his the color of his tie changed about five times during one conversation. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, so, uh, right? so there's like, there's like those little things again, like when I was a kid watching it, I'm sure I probably wouldn't have noticed, but no, like watching it now as an adult, I'm like, it, it breaks you away from what's happening, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the stuff that I, 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 uh, mentioned in our introduction episode how like well i've noticed and i've noticed it now too it's like wolverine will be running uh kind of middle distance uh running and like suddenly his arms are the same color as his uh costume they're yellow but when you get up close you can see he's got uh flesh-colored arm like he doesn't have any costume in his arm so yeah the the paint and color uh weren't really uh getting the memo on consistency i appreciate too the person who smuggled in a tomato into the courthouse (laughs) (laughs) i was like man you're, you're inside a courthouse and you brought a tomato for this yeah, I know they they have the you, there is actually a setting on those metal detectors for tomatoes, but they must have <laughs> they must have turned that off. So they gotta they gotta get on that. So, but what again? We're we're, we're talking about like good things and bad things. Like there's there's some really good uh, like dialogue in here that I found as well. And you can tell me to shut up or move on to certain points whenever you want. I'm just spitting stuff out here that I have uh, written down. Um, but I, I like like in that in that courthouse like after the tomato thing, which made me laugh. And uh, they had someone yelling like, "My brother was a guard of that prison. He's a good man. He's a good man. He was uh, like, but like just like sort of like, yeah, you know what? Like people were legit in danger, and like yeah. you can like right and stuff like that. And uh, the fact that like Wolverine was just like straight up like, yeah, kill him, kill Sabretooth, <laughs> let him die. Yeah, I don't care." Uh, the uh, the guy that burst up. My my brother was a guard in prison. Just immediately, the judge was like, "Guards, arrest that man!" <laughs> what? <laughs> he, he he was he, you're, you're arresting him. <laughs> he was the worst thing that happened in that courtroom. I just thought, but like no hesitation. Um. Oh, speaking of the judge, I did enjoy 
Uh, where is it in my notes? Uh, I, so uh, we harbor no prejudice in this court. Um, but I'm going to deny your release with my best villain voice. <laughs> Bail denied! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just actually pulling out, pulling out your notes right here. I'm, well, that's not all my... I, I got notes here that says tidy whities Do your notes say tidy whities <laughs> No, my, uh, my notes... The my prison notes guard, Magneto, first thing he does on screen is he pantses a man. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. And it's it's so detailed. Like I didn't really pay attention to his situation. I wasn't looking at that, but they were very tight, tidy whities <laughs> And he had the leg hairs. There, there was there was a lot of detail on leg hairs and stuff. And uh, he was not skipping calf day. I'll tell you that much. At the gym, um, well, they, they got and the gods there are some of those southern gods. Oh, yes. look at here. We got a mutant <laughs> reading. You're reading the animal farm, looking at the pictures. Yeah, isn't this set in New York? Why is... <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Why do they... look? Hey, hey, Ma, look at this. He's here. Funny man looking at them pictures. That, that funny book. I, I did write down idiot guards, read a book, moron. No, there was a, a another thing that I really liked in here, too, was... Uh, because Magneto, uh, not Magneto, Xavier was really trying to uh, help out Sabretooth, right? And he made a lot of comparisons about how Sabretooth reminds him of Wolverine and all this kind of stuff. And when Wolverine says, look, I'm just trying to do you a favor. He's like, no, Wolverine, like yells at him. You can't do this and all this stuff. And then Wolverine goes, I see. So uh, I have to go and trash your enemies, but we have to go easy <laughs> on mine. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, <laughs> Some good descent in there and some, de- like, again, some really decent lines in the show where I'm like, oh, that's not bad. Yeah. And Wolverine is, they're really leaning into the bad boy thing with Wolverine in this series so far. Like, I remember, or it's probably just from the movies and whatnot, but Wolverine very much has, like, a fatherly the way he acts around Magneto, uh, not Magneto, on Xavier is kind of like a, a father figure type thing. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I always remember is like, oh, well, Wolverine just has nothing bad to say about Xavier and whatnot. But no, in this show, he's just like rude to everybody. Can we jump ahead a little bit? I was looking at more of my notes. I've kind of run out of things. But I do remember Magneto's random plan where he's running around and... uh just wreaking havoc is to go to a missile silo uh, and launch some missiles, and they're trying to stop him. I was hoping that Wolverine would uh, they'd put a little bit more dimensionality into Wolverine because uh, immediately once they we see that things are gonna you know hit the fan, Magneto's uh, gonna wreak some havoc. Wolverine runs into the, the missile silo room or whatever, the control room, and is like, I'm I'm gonna take care of this. And I was hoping they'd be like, show a little bit hint to his past of like working in the military and having some technical know how that he'd go over to the controls and he'd like you know, tr- you know, maybe pull up the control panel and working with wires, or maybe start doing a little bit of hacking on the computer. But no, Wolverine's plan is to just run into the room and start smashing all of the equipment. Which where's the button? Yeah, <laughs> like he literally just 
it, it's it's a it's it's a missile silo, Wolverine. I I don't think I, I don't think so confident. Too. Yeah, I don't think random smashing is going to disable anything more sophisticated than a microwave. So I I think maybe have a little bit more forethought there. So I was hoping that they'd have a little bit more of a uh, of a dimensionality to Wolverine there. But nope, just smashy, smashy. I thought they were gonna. I was surprised that they again. They're probably gonna be later. But like Wolverine's, like when he when Xavier, not Xavier. Again, we're doing we're switching Xavier and Magneto a lot in our conversation. Yeah. Um, but when Magneto goes and uh, like offers for them to join him, uh, Wolverine's like, "No way, bub," and like shows his like claws and stuff like that. I'm like, he's his power. You know, his power is literally controlling metal. Like I don't like why like, like why would you just show him like hey look what I have yeah metal I don't, <laughs> but from memory I don't think that ever happens in the the show I remember seeing that the first time I saw that was in the uh, the the X Men what was that two thousand yeah the uh, yep. very first X Men movie uh, Wolverine stands up and then he. Magneto's like, you know, what do I... I forget how he says it. I smell metal or delicious metal. Something like that. Whatever. And then he, yeah, he flings Wolverine. I don't think that ever happened in the show. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll see, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, but I don't think so. He he does a lot of shoving with his powers, but I think just everybody gets shoved. I do like that they expand on uh, the back history, though, that you see uh, Charles and uh, Magneto working together um in like this military torn country and them kind of like you see them like they're they're good friends and walking around and then uh i I do appreciate the fact that they both didn't know that the other person had powers until the one moment Mm -hmm. and then they both they both like saved the day and like that's the diversion point where that was the line that was crossed for magneto that he couldn't come back from like i said again this is a kids tv show um, and they show in a slightly understandable reason why he would go down that path. And they give him lines like the whole, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knee. There's some, like, again, they give him some cartoonishly evil things like shooting nukes at your own people. But then they give him lines like that where you're like, mm, I kind of get at least the base level of what he's trying to, what he means, right? You're right. The the them not knowing each other's powers is very interesting at first. It had to be a lot more difficult for Magneto to know that Xavier had powers. Like Magneto, it's like, look what I can do, shoving metal around and whatnot. And Xavier's like, oh, well, look at my powers. And then he just puts his fingers to his forehead and, <laughs> uh, great, yeah. What what are you doing? I don't. That's fantastic. Okay, so question for you, Matt. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in here, and the answer can be no, but is there anything in here from this episode that you're like, I hope they bring this into the the new show, the, the X-Men 97. So, like, any, like, continue the theme or anything like that that you're like, they got to bring this in. Or even the opposite, where it's like, I hope they don't do this in the 97 X-Men. I think, like, overall, this is a much... Um, like though at the beginning, I said like it has its little flaws, its moments that I wasn't necessarily a fan of. Overall, the tone and the uh, what they were going for with this episode, I would love to see that carry over. It's uh, 
a villain that is not just comedically villain. There's themes that go throughout it about um, like really what's what's good, what's bad, what's a gray area to be in. Uh, there's a, quite a few things in here that I think would make very compelling uh, thing, very, very compelling television now. I think I think watching this old show now is very compelling, right? So I'd like mm-hmm. to see that. I would like to see that continue. Yeah, I I'd agree. I think it's unfortunately, but I think all the uh, the idea of the animosity and the different groups and picking sides and all that it still works in 2022, and unfortunately, and probably more so, uh, a lot of issues going on currently where uh, you know not everybody agrees and. It, one side is making the other side into a villain and we're, my goal is to not make this show political but you know that that whole thing was like there's a lot of people who don't agree and i think uh i i think yeah i think a lot uh, there are a lot of these themes that can hit fit hit close to home oh for sure uh and, I, and it's just again a few and my my only pet peeves were like just a few uh really animation choices and some of the silliness that was thrown in there when it's surrounded by like some of the uh, the very serious tones that were happening like my my notes are minor and i'm i'm imagining that in 2022 2023 whenever the new x-men uh, series comes out they're not going to have stuff like color changing ties and stuff like that like yeah. i would think that part is going to be polished out pretty good yeah i mean i didn't see i watched no i think i watched yeah i watched the first episode the animaniacs um they pretty much had the same style but just updated to the uh update style slightly but it was pretty much it looked the same but i think got rid of those minor issues of animation was much more polished than what it would have been in the 90s and i'm expecting at least that level probably better because it's uh, let's be honest it's 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 now in the house of the mouse so it's they they have disney (laughs) animation behind them um i would imagine it's going to they're gonna fix those those issues. I am interested how updated things are gonna get. Like if I feel like they'll tweak things here and there, but I wonder how close they're gonna stay to like say style designs, character styles, and whatnot. Part of me wonders if uh, they're gonna go and update visually uh, to match whatever style they're hoping for, but um, keep the color palette. Because when you look at the show, it has a very distinct like coloring and stuff, much like how uh, Batman, the animated series, has the uh, black background uh, that they famously did, like the opening on black paper and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they, they, like where it's kind of known for the color schemes, I feel like the muted colors here um mixed uh, mixed with the bright blues and reds um really just like paint what this show is i think this a lot of, like the colors of this series transcend a lot of the visuals i'm wondering if they might just take that and try to translate it into somewhat more updated uh graphics yeah so far every episode has begun with a last time in the x-men so i feel like that continues um and i feel like there's a lot of like this one ended with a to be continued 
Uh, so yeah, just it's. I guess my only point is just want more confirmation that this show really is essentially an ongoing storyline, which is not usual for the nineties. It's it's it was really just a everything has to return back to normal by the end of the episode and and whatnot. So it, it, it yeah, more proof that this is a unique show. Agreed, and I hope that they do have uh, long term storytelling that. Uh, happens in the new seasons why don't we point people to next week's episode um i can't remember the title off the top of my head do you have it on you oh wait no i do deadly reunions so deadly reunions deadly reunions check out next week's episode we'll probably both watch it at least one more time before uh our next recording uh so we're gonna talk about deadly reunions and see where this uh this Enter Magneto episode continues and what shenanigans the the group gets up to. I will say that I watched uh, this episode with my eight-year-old son. And uh, as I was watching something saying like, oh, this seems kind of dumb. My son also yelled, why isn't the character doing blank? And I was like, yeah, okay. So yeah, it really was a a silly thing. So we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> Next time. Uh, really quick, this might be interesting for the parents in the group. Would, uh, you, so you're watching this with your kids. What? What about? What about me? I I have my kids are significantly younger younger than your 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 boys. Is this good for a a six year old? Would you say, or maybe hold off on that? What? Where? What's your? Where do you land on that? Um, I found that like. For the most part, my uh, I have eleven year old, eight year old, three year old, right? So my uh, eight year old wasn't like overly interested in the episode that we watched. I found uh, it was a bit too slow for him. They want to get more towards the fighting. I think my eleven um, year old appreciates it more. Um, and to contrast with that, we actually have been uh, watching the uh, Spider Man ninety show. Okay. As yeah. well during this time. Yeah. And that show has caught their, has kept their attention for, for quite a bit. I think that that show, I know you said that's one you preferred that show over um, X-Men. I, just from watching it casually while this is happening, I think they've struck a better balance of action to story. Whereas I feel like sometimes this show, which I love the philosophical debates that happen, I can, can sometimes lose a kid in it. Yeah, actually, well, this might be worth a, a, a short discussion, but I feel like maybe that's why I always gravitated towards Spider-Man, because A, it was uh, action, like every episode had that action. It, for the most part, it the characters reset at the end of every episode. There were some elements that continued on throughout the series, but for the most part, it was... Uh, everything's back to normal by the end of the episode, and you know it was more procedural, kind of. Um, so, like you said, maybe was my younger self gravitated towards that. And given the nature of television at the time, it's not like I could watch things in order. So all this storyline flip flopping really didn't make much sense. I think from now we should change the format. We'll just. Put the show on in the background, start at the beginning, and then the whole episode is just us going, ah. was it, was it, was it, oh crap, what's a theater, mystery theater 3000? Mystery Science what? Theater 3000. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll sit there and just like ridicule and mock it. We'll watch it once fully, and then we'll just watch and mock it. 
Maybe we'll get to the point where we can be those Patreon people. Watch us mock this episode because okay. we stream it live. I, I stopped listening because you mentioned Mystery Science Theater 3000. I love that show. <laughs> I I never watched it up until I was like going through and I was trying to find something on Netflix to watch. And I laughed my butt off the first time I watched that. Yeah, you have to get the the rights uh, because there's been a a floating cast of characters over the, I think, a 10 year run of that that series. You have Mm -hmm. to get the rights. Uh, people on it, and I. Um, if anybody knows the show, is the show? Pardon me. Uh, Joel sucks. Mike is where it's at. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're listening, Joel. I just find my, uh Mike funnier. You're a good person, Joel. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have <laughs> said that. I, I realize people ain't actually be listening to these conversations. Probably not, but you know, maybe he'll get a snippet and then he'll. I'll just I'll I'll silently chip away at a, a, a strange man's uh, heartstrings, and that makes me sad to think. So, um, I value you as a human being, Joel. <laughs> Meanwhile, the writers uh, of the X Men are listening to this right now. I mean, like, I I really thought the tomato. It was a good thing. I, 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 thought, well, I don't know. I thought, we, really, I thought it really built the scene, you know. That... One guy has just finished writing an episode that's dedicated to the journey of that tomato over the course of the day. <laughs> it's an entire episode that he's now just like slowly crumpling up. I was going to say a piece of paper. He's just slowly crumpling up his laptop. He just... <laughs> can I just say... It away. Can I just say, too? Okay, we get it, Beast. You're smart. All right, <laughs> you don't have to use every line of dialogue. Is he? Because his whole his whole thing is, Your Honor. Do you mind if I say something? I just want to prove my innocence. Is he innocent? Because they did <laughs> no break. <laughs> they did break into a government agency. They're not. He's not innocent. He did like, it. It doesn't seem like I know. It doesn't seem like a smart idea. Be like, it's like ah, oh, but you see, these people were bad, so I stopped them. Yeah, but like, Fred has a concussion, and you like destroyed seventeen Sentinels worth thousands of dollars. I'm not. I'm not sure that that completely gets you off the hook. Did you just say thousands of dollars? Those Sentinels have Man. got to be like half a billion dollars each, if if they're a penny. You know. I do. I do like that you bring that up, though, because I I was watching it. And that's one thing that I was thinking, but I didn't put it in my notes. I'm just like, but you did it. <laughs> like you did do it. Yeah. And I and I don't understand why they like again. Maybe it's the '90s. Maybe they didn't have cameras everywhere. But I'm like, Wolverine and Cyclops are like both in the gallery. I'm like, you were there as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I said, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyways, we can we can continue the nitpicking uh, till the till the cows come home. But uh, we should end it there. Uh, yeah. Unless you have anything else to say, Matt. Uh, thank you for listening. Tune in next time. We're talking about deadly reunions. Watch it beforehand, and uh, you can join in if you have any interesting thoughts. Something that we didn't touch on. Feel free to shoot us an email at uh, repeatablepod at gmail.com. And we'll, uh, that's repeatable without the question mark because I don't think email addresses let you do that. So uh, give me your, give us your thoughts. And, uh, you know, maybe one day we'll read something out on the show. Did you know that tomatoes are edible berries? No, Bane, I did not.
They're a significant source of umami flavor. That's not a dirty joke. <laughs> That's a it's spelled U M A M I, so I'm going with umami. Okay, so uh, thank you very much, everybody, and uh, I hope you have a good week. Thank you, Bane. Thank you, Matt. I hope you have a good week. Yeah, you too. <laughs> good, goodbye. Okay, it's getting more Count Chocula now. Just, you need to... <laughs> they're, de- they're delicious. And I sound nutritious. Like, I sound like Count Chocula, but I'm stuck in a wall. <laughs> Please let me. Please let me out. I'm stuck behind this wall. Okay. Goodbye, Matt.